When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that backs Wagner to win the X Factor. This week on Heart and Hand, it's a conspiracy. Okay, so lots and lots to talk about this week, so we got in a panel of some of our best talkers, and Cammy. Hello there, Cameron, how you doing? What's popping, homeboy? It's good to see you. Uh, also joining us is our regular guest, Mr Mark Dingwall. Yo, respect. That's just the least street thing I think I've ever heard in my life. And uh, no big Scott this week, his wife wouldn't let him out to play tonight, so we've got in, uh, I think, a top quality replacement. Yes, it's pod favourite, Fraser Martin. What up, D-Dog? Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. See, he did what you did. This is just typical of what's happened in the pod. You took what Cammy did and done it better, pretty much. Yeah, I love having Fraser here. It, it, it's good to have the two of them on at the same time, right enough, because you know, you've know you got what you should aspire to in me and then what you should aspire to as a as a pod panellist, Cammy. So I didn't follow that at all. So no, you have yeah. to write that see, down for me. That's, now that's, that's why, why you don't let me on. Yeah. That's why he, he doesn't listen. But uh, hopefully tonight he'll just learn. Uh, right, on, Scott. We'll start off with a game. Um, we should start off probably with Valencia because the, the midweek game usually gets bumped to the back. A wee bit unlucky, but we still got a bit of a chasing. Better team won on the night. Yeah, um, I think so. I think they went full strength. Didn't underestimate us this time. Uh, the manager was under pressure, so the team I th- felt come out and played for him in the Mestalla. Um I know that if Sanans were pots and pans, then uh, there'd be no need for Celtic fans. But it was, you know, Nazi's shot if it'd gone in. It was a wee bit typical Rangers over the last few years, and well, not even the last few years, just typical Rangers over our whole history. Home leg, loads of chances, didn't beat them. <laughs> Away leg, outclassed. Had a couple of good digs, missed them. We mentioned before in the podcast when we're playing in Europe and stuff, maybe we should do it live subs a wee bit more and stuff. But Miller's playing practically 90 minutes up there on his own and he's done a hell of a lot of running up there. He is. Naismith, your fan favourite, has played that role beforehand and actually done quite well, jostling people and, you know, throwing them about the place, yeah. But Miller, 
wasn't getting a lot of chances. I don't really think there's a great deal he could have done. And but he doesn't carry a goal threat in these matches, does he? He doesn't. Uh, he certainly doesn't appear to uh, at the moment because he's not scoring goals. I think it's 15 Champions League games without a, a, a goal. But I think it also it's easy to get down on Rangers to a certain extent. But no, it was a good performance. What's you've well, also, what you've also got to remember is Joaquin, Mata, uh, Soldado. Yeah. I mean, these guys are top, top class and they were magic in the night. They were brilliant. Mark, uh, we look as though we're favourites to go through to the Europa League and at the start of this campaign we would have taken that, wouldn't we? Before the Valencia game I was prophesying that uh, the only thing that I didn't want was to lose by 4 nothing because I think that was, if you look at the other results, that could turn out to be a, a vital number for us um, depending on, on how the, the, the kind of mini league works out. And um, so that that's... For all the bravado that you may have, what I really thought was if we can get out of there without being absolutely horsed, then that will be a, a good result. Because, again, going back to what I said in the pod the other week, was if you take the three, the two Valencia games, the Manchester United game, as a three-game package, to be frank, I don't think anybody was expecting us to get anything out of it. And we have got one point and denied, sorry, denied Valencia too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a great point. And I think just kind of touching on what you just said there about you know, our expectations getting into the group before this even started. If you were able to say then that we'd beat Borussia because there was a degree of Borussia Sport, Borussia, yeah, whatever. Even but Walter can't say that. By no, way. I know, but he got yeah. He I'm, I'm, up for it I'm saying, what, I'm, I'm saying what Walter's saying. So me and Walter, right? You're wrong. So anyway, so if you'd have told me that we would have beaten Borussia Sport, okay. um, we would have taken a draw at Old Trafford. We should have beaten Valencia at Ibrox, and that's the kind of yeah, point we you've got to look at here. Miller, Naismith, Foster all had great chances to be able to try and take the three points there. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you were able to say that, get into the group, I think that's that's good play from us. But the real test now comes, looking past Man United, the real test now comes in Turkey. Yeah. Another couple of points uh, arising from the Valencia game, I think, as supporters, um, we maybe got a wee bit carried away before the Valencia away leg. Uh, I, I read a, an article somewhere talking, somebody talking about Rangers be immortal this year, let's win the Champions League. A wee bit OTT. Um, I didn't think they would let people at Carstairs have pens, <laughs> just in case they'd be kind of stabbed to each other with them. But I think also on the night, um, Lee McCulloch isn't match fit, or certainly is out of form compared to what he was at the start of the season, and well, what he clearly wasn't you, you lead us into the St Mirren game nicely, although we're probably sticking Valencia game for a minute, I thought Lee McCulloch had a terrific game um, at Paisley. McCulloch's been playing really well this season, I, I thought. thought oh, listen, I agree, but I, I just I felt Stephen Davis was having to do the job of three midfielders, because two of them weren't fit, and he was also... Yeah, but Davis is to you what Nasey is to me. Well, but he was also going back into the back line where we had six defenders at some time, yeah. you know, so Stevie Davis was well, literally... five and Stevie Whitaker. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I'm trying to take positives, but I thought Rangers were, were, I thought we were poor, but I think that was because players didn't turn up and we had two central midfielders who weren't fit. Um, ball retention keeps killing us, doesn't yeah. it? Because we give it away constantly. In well, especially games. alone, and, and I mean, how many chances did they have where they were able to get down the wing and then slot the ball straight across the penalty mm-hmm. area? And you know, it was only by the grace of God that you know we yeah, went a couple down on. very early on. Without wanting to be too critical of any individual players, because they are doing well as a unit and they very much are a unit, but I think that I've got a, a slight problem with Stevie Whitaker in that there's a lot of talent there, but the things that he's bad at, he never seems to mm. improve on. He doesn't stop the ball getting in. His distribution, which was never good, is actually getting worse. Uh, and I think that you look at him, to me, him against Broadfoot, yes, Broadfoot doesn't have his skills, he can't go past people the way Whitaker can, but he is a better defender. Well, can I throw something into the mix from left field? Go on. Ricky Foster? That's very from left field. Well, <laughs> that's so left field that could be playing at the Barrowlands. Mm. You know, that's how left field that is. Well, he was, he's quick, he's got skill. 
Um, he played well that night against Valencia. Am I struggling here? Well, Aberdeen <laughs> uh, probably wish that they had Ricky Foster there on, on Saturday, which we'll come to later on. I think I think the, kind of, the general point with Valencia is that, yeah, fair enough, we've been by the better team. I was quite angry. I know we spoke after the game and stuff as well. And I was pretty angry and disappointed with the result. But then. Oh, you were in a bitch drop. I was, I was. But the thing is, though, I think that my kind of main bone of contention with the performance was that I understand that, you know, we've been getting chastised for having this negative defensive formation. But you can have a negative defensive formation in some people's eyes, but the attitude is what comes about. That's what you need to try and look at. And for me, I think that at times we kind of sat off the ball quite a lot from Valencia. Um, I think that maybe what we should have done is harried them a bit more and, and forced them into trying to make errors. There was times where you were seeing passages of play and we weren't trying to you know, interact with them to try and take them forward. All too easy, as, as Mark touched on, where we're getting kind of barred down the flanks. A well. lack of midfield is midfield killed us that made Kenny Miller look worse than he normally does um, but as I say to not dwell on negativity I thought Alan McGregor was a magnificent and he's actually I, I had a big issue with McGregor in terms of his cross ball ability yeah. and his total lack of domination of his penalty area yeah. and he's totally revolutionised that this year I really don't it, think it, it, it feels to me sometimes at times that McGregor, the only person McGregor shouts at is Papic I see, really see don't, don't to want to introduce the concept of domination into Alan McGregor's life <laughs> because <laughs> frankly I get the impression that he gets up to enough off the field the proclivities that we shouldn't get into ok we then went through to Paisley uh, 12 o'clock kick off just me absolutely no atmosphere Dire, dire. I think I think there's also I was looking at the fixture, I think there's actually one game we've got later on this year where we actually kick off at quarter to twelve on a Sunday. Oh that's ridiculous. Is, um, it, is it quarter to twelve or quarter to one? Because they've pushed it back by fifteen minutes now for the pubs apparently. Listen mate, I don't know what time zone I'm in half the time, so it could quite easily be. No, to be fair, Mark, uh, it could, could be two, judging by your size. Uh, you, you're wide enough to, to you know, when you're in America you can see both stuff at seven east coast and west coast. But <laughs> are you gonna take that? <laughs> I can't believe Fraser. He's the last one I would have thought would have cracked a fat gag, you know. And you can't say a word to him because the boy's built like a scalf, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, man. He's all hot. Look, I'm nearly in tears. He is. He's really hot. right, Fraser. I mean, you know, you know, I love no, you, mate. But that's a yellow card. Slagged he's, by he's, a man dressed in a lemon curd. I know. Uh, I think. Well, I'm going to take it back to the football uh, and say, yeah, the flat atmosphere, flat first 45 minutes, nothing really happened. And then Craig Thompson decided to liven things up by inventing a foul for a goal. You know, uh, conspiracy. No, it's a stupid mistake. It's a stupid mistake. And at the end of the day, Smith turned around and said it was an error. Or you know, but or, right, I can understand when a referee sees uh, a decision wrongly. But there was nothing to see there. So how can he give? His mind has has fabricated something. It's not looking at something getting it wrong. He imagined something that didn't happen. Well, it's, it's human error. <laughs> That's what it is. It's referees make mistakes. People make mistakes, and you know, it's not a conspiracy. We're not going to write the SFA. We're not going to. Burn them out of his house. Yeah. Spears of the week is like coming to London and going to Madame Tussauds. It just wouldn't be the same without it, even though it's actually a touch disappointing in reality. Okay then, Fraser, who do you think uh, deserves to be nominated as this week's SOTW? Well, I'm probably going to go for... Um a bit of a, a left field choice again. Go on. Um, I'm going to vote for uh, our beloved Mark McGee. Mark McGee, former winner. Former winner, yes. Um, primarily just for reminding Stuart Milne, Willie Miller, Doug Rugby, Richard Gordon, the Aberdeen soccer crew, Annie <laughs> Lennox, the Bay City Rollers, Dolly the Sheep, just how shit it is to be an Aberdonian. <laughs> 
Well, I think that um, Mark McGee is, is a good choice. Uh, of course, referring to their uh, defeat 9-0 uh, at Parkhead. I mean, 9-0. I mean, just absolutely abysmal that a professional football team could, could lose by that many. Uh, and the fact that he came out afterwards and said, it's just one game, it's just three points, just pathetic, wasn't it? It's pathetic. Good, good boxer, apparently, Mark McGee. That's what I heard. Yeah, not, not just his feet, he's just full of... Yep. Okay then, moving on, uh, we'll go to Cammy. Cammy, who well, would be your choice for this week's Spears of the Week? Because Fraser's here and we all know that no one's going to beat Fraser anyway, I'm going to go for a different choice, I'm going to go for Mark McGee this week. Okay, you're going for Mark McGee this week? I'm going for Former Mark Former winner, Mark McGee? <laughs> yeah, Mark McGee. Okay, yeah. why are you going for Mark McGee this week, Cammy? The reason why I'm going for Mark McGee this week is because I felt he was unlucky to come away from Parkhead with a 1-0 defeat. And this is the reason why there's a one 0 defeat because I've actually done quite a bit of statistical analysis into this. I like this. So I'd like to I'd like to go over the goals if that's all right. I'm getting a Lee McCulloch style stoner at statistical analysis. Okay. Can't say it, but I can. Well, anyway, can so right, we're all agreed that Mark McGee by it. basically is the future of football management. You know, well he it, thinks he is. Yeah, everyone knows that. Mourinho's shaking in his boots for his job at Real. Okay, so I'm just going to go over all the nine goals at this point as well. And there's only one legitimate goal here. Okay, okay go on. Right, first goal, Hartley penalty conceded it for no reason. Fanny, yeah? Yep, okay, cool good. Harry Fanny. Harry Fanny, yeah. Mm. 70s style Fiesta Reader's Wives, woman sitting on top of the, the washing machine with her flaps open, Harry Fudd. Correct, yeah, Paul right. Hartley. Yeah, the original spam butterfly. He certainly was, yes. Yeah, goal number two, Xander Diamond, Twitter user. Yes. Fell over and gave a goal away. Goal number three, Xander Diamond, Twitter user, uh, flew for the ball for no reason. Left it to the totally open another goal. Mm. Then what they decided to do was um, take a dive and get Thomas Ronan sent off. Right, Cammy, there's nine goals here. Yeah, <laughs> we get, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to. Draw I'm beginning to lose the will to live here. I'm going to draw. <laughs> starting to take this research thing far too seriously. Yeah, exactly. Is I'm it, bringing the Where were you on Saturday I'm, afternoon? I'm at Park Hedge. You do. Uh, well, I was going to say that's a bit like wearing women's underwear. And I suspect you've done. It. I suspect you're one of these guys who, in your work, every time we come to children and sodding mid season, uh, you're like, I'll dress up as a woman. I'll dress up as a woman. It'll be dead funny. You can sponsor me. I'll dress up as a woman. You do do that, don't you? So I bet you've got a spice girl. Three, uniform. three nil. I, I, I thought we were free of Scott Van Den Acker. Alas, he no, here he is. He's, he's back in, in, in proper form. So right, we're getting it. It was right, Thomas right. Ron. Yeah, I know. I, there's, there's no, you're not getting finished. Yes, I am. You are not. Do you know how long it took me to write this out? I don't care. And the thing is, well, I'm beginning to sense how long it yeah, took you. To and the write. thing is, Cammy, there's no point you actually fight me and winning the argument now because I will just cut you in the edit. So, Mark Boo. McGee, thank you very much. Do you have a, fin- a final point, a closing argument? Could if you, you bring want? it to a climax, please? Yeah. Why don't you just go straight on to goal number nine? Goal number nine was that Ryan Jack's a fanny and therefore <laughs> to- Richard Foster should have been playing in his place and not conceded the ninth goal. <laughs> right, okay. Um, so it's actually, so actually Walter's fault. It was, uh, I do know what I'm going to put all this in the Facebook. So, ball. I'll get my point across somehow. <laughs> That's it. That, it can go on the Facebook. Um, but sheep shagger. The thing is, I do like your, I do like your suggestion, and you're in with a chance of winning this week. I'm not going to win it. You, you might do. I won't. No, Fraser will, but you might. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mark, who are you going to nominate this week? <sighs> Tough one, but I think I'm going to go for a bit more obscure. Go on. Um, Mark McGee. You're going to go for Mark McGee. Yeah. Former winner. winner. I think it, I've thought about it long and hard. Um, boom, boom. But. Uh, <laughs> What I would say, I think he came away with the best one-liner of the week in in retrospect, which which was yes when he was oh, talking sorry. about the. Uh, I thought that was you know his reaction. Oh, oh. We were brilliant. Oh shit! Sorry, God. Inside voice. Inside voice. No, it was a lot more subtler than that when he described his um, 
his project for Aberdeen as being a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Rogers talk about this. It's as if that they have plotted this out, right? They've got a graph and they actually anticipated being yeah. 9 0 down uh, at Parkhead. It was part of the grand well, to design. Be fair, any Aberdeen manager the last five years could have been, t- well, the last 15 years could have been. <laughs> t- no, no, no. In, fa- in, fa- in, fa- in fairness to um, McGee, he has won 17 games and lost 28. So, I mean, that's a fairly decent <laughs> record. No. Do you not feel that he's he's basically like a pomp rock band that's just done something a little too much, you know, instead of having like, you know, 30 violinists, he's gone for 40, because Aberdeen, when they used to lie down to Celtic, it used to be with a bit more subtlety, you know, a 4-0 or a 5-0. That's right, yeah, you know the, I mean? one you'd get away with. You know, but, I mean, it's just, just not believable anymore. The, the thing about this is, uh, we'll do a preview of the Aberdeen game just now, uh, I think I can speak for all of us when I say, they'll try like hell. Yeah. Mm. McGee say McGee screwed it up at Aberdeen and their fans are going bring back Jimmy and Hibs fans are going we get the wrong Calderwood yeah. the saddest yeah. thing that <clears throat> I can say about that that's a good that's a good suggestion um, this week I'm going to nominate uh, I don't normally nominate but I think the people at home uh, we need to give them a wee bit of variety so this week I'm going to nominate Aberdeen manager Mark McGee <laughs> nice nice is that, former, is winner? That former winner it's Mark former McGee. winner Mark McGee and I'm going to why um, well the reason I'm going to nominate Mark McGee is that he's the manager of Aberdeen I'm, co- I, I'm coming at it from a slightly more Left field perspective, underworld. Who were who were those other kind of mid nineties bumf bumf bands that <sighs> that people pretended that they didn't take drugs to and actually liked for the music, dance music, music to take drugs to and no yeah, other use. Oh shut! They were garbage. They were like the indie version of what's your dance point music. Oh, yeah, no, I'm one. going off. I think they were, they were a wee bit underground, a bit hiding the connection between dance music and drugs, though, weren't they? Chemical, chemical Brothers, brothers yeah. I, who loves the idea of Mark with Chemical Brothers? Out the brothers going to work. Ding mold there doing the hand movement. I'm anyway, more of, I'm more of a Donna Summer man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Anyway, it's like you, you dress like Donna Summer. Yeah, you might feel love, but you're not feeling mine. Um, the reason I'm going to go is that Mark McGee manages Aberdeen, and Aberdeen fans are muppets, and they deserve all they can get. And the reason that I say this is that I went on the Aberdeen Mad Board on Saturday night to gauge the reaction for this podcast, just to see whether or not. And one of them actually did come on and say, and I'm using the word in context, not a word we would use, but the Huns will be loving this. And I thought, Jesus Christ, for the last time, you are not our rivals, right? We are not going, yes, Aberdeen get beat 9 0, we're going. Bloody hell Celtic, who are our rivals, 1-9-0, and those cheating scumbags lay down. Cammy's idea a few weeks ago to separate Aberdeen with a giant laser and kick it into the North Sea, I'm beginning to think it's too much hassle to do that. I think we just build a wall around it. No. No, we just build a wall. And I don't want it part of the country any longer. Well, what would be part just, of the country? I would do the same thing with the Piggery if it wasn't landlocked. Aberdeen has a viable option to go into the sea, so no, I want rid of it. But then it flows to Norway. No, if a 9-0 makes them still think of Rangers, then there's nothing uh, you can do. Okay, having listened to all the nominations, I think it's tough this week, um, but toss a coin. It's Mark McGee. Mark McGee. So Fraser good, wins. Good well done, Fraser. And Fraser retains his, his Spears of the Week title. Um, and he'll be back soon to defend that, hopefully. Um, I always like it in the podcast when, when Fraser's here. It's, it's, it's a shame that he's not always available, and for some reason, Cammy, you are. Anyway, okay, we'll move on to our next section. We've got to talk about more refereeing controversy. If you thought it was bad in the Rangers game, it's been terrible in the mad, psychotic world of the Manx. Okay, right, 
Celtic, I believe, had something happened to them. We tried to talk about it last week in the hope it would go away. It didn't go away. They never do. They never do. They've won 9-0. They've had three penalties. They've had a red card and apparently they still booed the referee off at half-time. I mean, and wanted Linefield sent off. Are these people just deranged? But I, I'm just getting so bored of living in the same country as these people. Yeah. Because it's been going on now for the last four or five years where what was once a great football rivalry it's now been reduced to grown men sitting watching Sky with a stopwatch and a pen and paper so they can write down when they're offended by songs. Mm. And now it's writing letters to the SFA because they believe that guys who have spent 10 years in refereeing from under 12s, under 16s, reserves, juniors, and all that are going through a 10, 15-year career just so they can get to Parkhead <laughs> and give a result against Celtic. And Mike, you remember Mike McCurry, Baptist Minister, Orange Lodge Stooge. You've now got, what they call him? Roman Catholic religious education teacher, stooge of the establishment. Yeah. So you can't win. You yeah. know, they're, they're killing the game. The thing is that, that Celtic do have, they're, they're obviously, I was going to say they've got their illiterate wing, um, which I think they do and we'll come to in a minute, but they've oh, yes. also got their completely uh, unstable wing. And on Saturday afternoon, uh, the Saturday before recording, they decided that they would protest. Uh, they would go along. And, I, and, and kudos to them because it was really raining. Uh, and between 50 and 200 of them did in fact turn up at the SFA offices which were closed Yeah. so they effectively stood in a car park in the rain for uh, about 20 minutes half an hour for no reason now my suggestion was that a friend of mine Adam lives near there and what I said he should do given how heavy the rainfall was was run out with a bar of palm olive and chuck it at them which would have dispersed the crowd quicker than any policeman could have done just to make I see it just I know it's, it's easy to take the piss out of them because they are illiterate crowds. It is easy to take the piss out but, of them, and that's what we'll do. But the dangerous thing is that these misfits, these misfits, bigots, cretins, they're actually setting the agenda at the moment, mm. and that's dangerous. I think the problem is is that you've you've got a situation where the, the, these idiots are being whipped into a frenzy. And don't get me wrong, they're already pretty close to it by people like Reed and Lawwell. And as you say, I think it's evil because it's starting to get to a situation where these halfwits are going to invade the park, are going to cause trouble, oh, and, and somebody's going to be physical. But David, they've done it already, though, and they did it against you, Dallas, when we won the league at Parkhead. There was two attempted field invasions at that point, and they've done it already, and this has yeah. been on... I don't understand why this is now coming to a new point where it's been on the go now for at least 10 years in my memory. Fair point, yeah. Cam. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, I mean, historically, it's gone on for 100 years. I mean, there was, was his name Colonel Shaughnessy, and if you, if you look back to was it Bob Kelly's uh, biography, sorry, autobiography, chapter two was the first disallowed penalty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's a cancer in the bones. I mean, what I would always ask is, what more is it you want? Because... If you take away Celtic's record of success and the Cups and the league, what's, I mean, if this is a conspiracy against you, it's not a very good conspiracy where you've got such a record where you're miles ahead of everybody apart from Rangers and Rangers historically, um, you know, I mean, how many more league trophies and Cups are we ahead of them? So it's not a great conspiracy. It's not working. If everybody knows it, it's not a great conspiracy. What we're in danger of now is, is each time that you indulge them, they keep coming back wanting more. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and what I think people have got to understand is that Celtic fans don't really care how they win. And that what they're quite prepared to do is to undermine the whole um, sporting ethos of the, of the sport in Scotland simply to get what they want. But we have more red cards, we have more bookings, and we have more penalties given against us. 
And again, we're we're in front of him in that stage. Admittedly, that but the, the the yellow cards wasn't the occasion to Lee McCulloch signed. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, just since then, double red cards have gone up about eight thousand percent in two but seasons. I, I think. I mean, the kind of main point here is, and this is what I would say: if I ever met a reasonable Celtic fan, and I haven't yet, then I'm, you would I, pinch I, yourself and wait. Yeah, I'm twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that if I ever met a reasonable Celtic fan, the first thing I would say to them is that if they've got this kind of you know this adult paranoia, I say to them. In this case, if you think that it's against you, what, as Mark says, what more do you need in order to be able to try and beat us? Is it your team that poor mm. that you need these decisions to go for you? We don't want impar- we, we want impartial referee. We don't want you know an agenda for Rangers or whatever. We've never claimed that there is one. We say it and hate it, you know as a joke and passing mm. and stuff. But we know that we can beat teams. I think the the thing with Celtic fans that I always found really disagreeable is the fact that they do remember every decision that goes against them and never ever remember any decision that goes for them and it is instantly erased. Uh, we've had plenty of decisions that have gone against us over the last five seasons. I could point out dozens. But then equally I would need to turn around and say, well, we got that one, we got that one. It would be remiss not to talk about uh, the Green Brigade banner. Uh, I don't like saying Green Brigade because it might not be right because they spell it differently every Start single time. They failed to spell their own banner correctly. We assume what they said is no blue stain uh, on our hoops, blue stain poppies. Could be Gaelic. Could be. I, I wondered if it was blue, you know, the little toilet cakes that you get. If that's what they meant, and they were saying to the players, you know, don't wash your strip in toilet cake, um, we'd prefer... Just don't it. wash your strip in toilet cake. We do what we do. But I think they meant no bloodstained poppies. Now, these guys, um, they're all aged between 20 and 35. They all work in Irish theme bars across the city. They all have never had a girlfriend and should be really be getting upset by these, let's, for want of a better word, social f- misfits. Well, you say that, Davy, but unfortunately I just don't agree because I think there's a, a reactionary Irish Republican fascist element in Celtic Supporters Trust and the Celtic Supporters Association and the, and the, the Jungle Boys Stroke Green Brigade. There's only about two, three, four, five hundred of them. Celtic know who they are and yet they're being pandered to, they're setting the agenda and they're given free reign to do what they like. So they've actually got a lot more control and a lot more power than a bunch of half-wits sitting in a pub in Gallagher and Coatbridge. The Facebook me. has been buzzing, buzzing Cameron Bell, buzzing. If you're going to mention X Factor, can I just leave the room? Or can you just, can we, can we just edit room. this bit To be now? honest, I'm not sure why you're here. I think, I think producer Chris must invite you, he must, he must invite you. Do you pick up my phone and ask Cam to come to this when we're, when we're one shot? I don't mind going with three, you know. But uh, all this Wagner loving's ruining our reputation for the, the real Wagner. Oh, d- listen, right, you and Mark can sit there with your fascist composer <laughs> ideology you want. No, Wagner, first of all, I suspect is Seb Rosenthal going to seed, right? Nobody's seen Seb Rosenthal for at least a decade. It still, suddenly, doesn't, still doesn't mean you should have Wagner seed, though. Suddenly there's a, a South American, but yes... Um, Did you say he does seed? <laughs> X Factor, uh, our, our pick for the X Factor winner Who's our pick? Your pick? Let's get this right now. Whose podcast is it? Is this, Everyone's is this, the, the people's. Is this the heart and hand of water cooler? By association, right? If you are on this podcast, then you agree the terms and conditions, and one of which is I will give you your opinions. So you're backing fucking Wagner for the fucking X Factor title. Now, 
if we can go on to something that the readers care about. We, Lis- listeners even? Yeah, yeah. He's just got that book in his mind. I know, I know. What, what book? It's getting subliminal today, baby. But, ah, 21st Century Blue. My book, yes, which is in all good shops uh, and some bad ones as well, but buy out the good ones because once you've finished it, if you want to take it back, I still get the money and... Uh, was your, how was your signing session, David? It was, uh, it was good, yeah. It was, it was busy, but uh, yeah, I felt a total tool sitting there at a table in the middle of a bookstore all these people walking in and going hey yeah and you're like hello was it pretty lonely uh, no it wasn't um, because quite frankly I made sure there was people there I knew <laughs> I was I was prepared good good uh, it's good of your mum and dad to make the trip up to well that's to what my publisher you. said when I said I'm doing a book sign and uh, when they said to me you need to do a book sign and I said oh I don't know about that if people don't turn up they went well see it as a nice excuse to see your family <laughs> But the thing is, my nephew ran in, and he's just Uncle David Daft at the moment, and he wouldn't let people come up to me. I'm like, I need to do this. Right, uh, we better mention Scott's competition, because we'd be really upset if we don't. Uh, Last week, Scott had a competition to win a lot of commando books. That's not... You'll love this, Fraser. To win a dozen commando books, uh, which Scott had bought for reason. What is that? What is this, Men in the Wonder Wear on or something like that? Yeah, it's similar, but he... uh, Oh, God, dear Lord, don't let it be that. I assumed he meant the Commando <laughs> North Comics. It's all right, it's, it's Achtung Schweinhund. Who's the actual heroes in these Commando books? Scott really giving away his collection of Der Sturmer. Uh, <laughs> right, well, hopefully you, get, you, you can win war, heroic war story comic books and not some form of German military <laughs> policy. Of, of, yes. of an Axis nature. <laughs> that, <laughs> that Scott has written dirty limericks in random pages. Yes, his... his <laughs> S- SVDH yes. and AH, whatever. Edgar, Edgar must die. Edgar must die. Schweinhund. Bell next. Um, the questions are... One, what Why does noise? Scott collect commando comics? Well, no, that's an answer. Wait, what age is now? What, 49? Something like that? That's a question. Yeah, he's 48. That's a question for, for you know, sociology yeah, students. It's, it's not for... PhD not for, thesis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not for us. The three questions are, one, what noise do Germans make in commando books when they're shot? <laughs> Two, what, what noise do Japanese people make in commando books when they're shot? And the tiebreak question... The most likely member of the Heart and Hand team to be on the Sex Offenders Register is Mark Dingwall. Why would he have been put on it? And the disclaimer Mark has asked for, and I think in good spirit, he's not on the Sex Offenders Register. But if he was, <laughs> what would he have done to get on it? Yeah, been caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're eligible too. Um, okay, so that was... Oh, we had another competition and this one had a proper prize, didn't it? But I can't remember. I don't know, I don't listen to the podcast when I'm not on it. The other competition was a competition to win this entire history of football book. And the question was, who was the first Rangers player to be capped? And another one, which I can't remember. So I'll put it up on the Facebook and just send in who was the first Rangers player to be capped. It's me that decides who wins it anyway. So. See, when you say capped, do you mean selected for international duty? Or yeah. are we going back to the hip-hop thing that we did at the start where you mean capped Word. as shot? Word. Right, okay, that's fine, just to clear it up. I'm, I'm not a hip-hop, am I? No, well, is this a new concept in competitions where you repeat the same question to each in a row and don't actually read it? It's because he's not here. He lives for these competitions. I actually do let Scott pick the winner, you know, and I don't let you do much in this, do I? Well, apart from Chris, who I've let do all the yeah, work. Well, yeah, like enjoy so, it. Yeah. So, in other words, it's the second time we've read out the competition. Did nobody enter it last week? Well, plenty of people entered it, but he's not here for a winner, so we're giving him another week. Um, moving on to another competition, and this one was just it's for fun. Conspiracy, Dingle, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. No, Mark, you can't have his collection of German porn, right? That's just no. Moving on, we did have a competition on 
The Facebook. The Facebook. And it was, uh, uh, we got into a bit of trouble a couple weeks ago, Fraser, when you weren't here. Was that when I was cruelly axed? That was when you were cruelly axed. Um, we got into a bit of trouble because we took the piss out of um, Newcastle third choice keeper and for reasons that... that Probably surprise even him, uh, Celtic's first choice goalkeeper. Who's that? Is that a That's Fraser Foster. Fraser Foster. And people felt we'd been a bit offside, Mr. Foster. Um, offside. We took the pith out of his uh, speech impediment. So we, we then said to the, the readers of, of Heart and Hand, because we felt the readers of Heart and Hand deserve to. to the listeners. 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 I'm being ironic now. Oh, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm surrounded by fucking idiots. Right. Yeah. See, Fraser gets it. <laughs> you, you get this, don't you? Meta gags, Fraser. Ah, it's right, post-modern. <laughs> right. So we asked the, the heart and hand listenership, how boring, to come up with some limericks to, to make Fraser feel a bit better. And that's, that's Fraser Foster, by the way. Fraser yeah. Foster. So they responded in kind, and they did, they did very well. So, And I want you guys to judge this. You all get a vote, including producer Chris. So first entrance is Scott Fulton. The fairly goalkeeper can't talk. His speech impediments we do mock. He's covered in hairs, got fucked by the tails, and he looks like he's out of a Hitchcock. Not bad. The next one is from uh, Scott Van Den Acker. He can't handle <laughs> the competition. You're not going to stop him, are you? Fraser was new between the sticks. He used his face to haunt houses for kicks, but he was only on loan, and so he could go home, sadly, unlike the rest of the pricks. I like the way how you don't even give Van Der Acker's impression of the, the, the speech impediment. No. You're just saying it normally, because no. it's immediately going to be discounted. Yeah. He's not, uh, he's... Forget him. Uh, Steve McLeod. Fraser was a new Celtic goalie. He wasn't fat, Polish, or holy, but the goals they still did leak because he was an ugly fat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually end that one um, because we'll get shut down. So that was Steve's. This is, this is rapidly sending us to Terry Wogan on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, but I love Terry Wogan. See, when on the first podcast, you listen, I say we should get it like Terry Wogan, where it's actually the listeners that do all the bloody work. Are there any eliminates that have the middle line of he kicked the ball up the field with a punt? No, and there, <laughs> nor is there anything about Nantucket. Um, Gary McNeil, uh, he was Fraser from Calcutta. I think that's factually incorrect straight away And he looked Bordering through a hole in the shutter And all he could see was his girlfriend's bare knee And the arse of a man who was upper <laughs> I didn't see that one coming And nor did Fraser his girlfriend apparently um, Next up is Greg Forbes Fraser Forster was keen So he invented a wanking machine On the 58th stroke the bloody thing broke And he whipped his boys into cream I was a little disappointed with that there Greg Sorry don't know about you. Didn't, didn't, didn't come to the required climax, did it? Yeah, no. this is a bit like that was a bit. I would describe that if that was a pod guest, it would be Cammy. Um, it it good, was good on for, it, but nobody enjoyed it. Good foreplay, but the initial splattering um, at the end was poor. Donny Robertson said he was a keeper for the boys in green, whose habits and church were obscene. One of his joys was corrupting choir boys for the ages of ten to sixteen. Mm. Uh, I'd like to point out that. We have no proof at all that Allegedly. anybody related with Celtic is in any way interested in anything like that. No child was harmed in the recording the of this event. podcast. So who People may it? travel through unmolested. So who, who who's the winner? I think we're going to have to go with uh, the... The best one was probably the first one, wasn't it? Nah, you shot your load too early with that one. I did. I should have, I should have organised it better, shouldn't I? Aye. So um, I hope that that cheered up for you as a author. And to the Celtic fans who keep emailing Playback Media... Playback Media, I know you seem to think are like the owners of the pod, but they're really just the company we, that we're involved with on it. They send the complaints to me, and I don't give a fuck. Right. So, 
Can I just say to any listening Celtic fans, you really are wasting your time with my. I have a laugh occasionally late at night if I can't sleep, I'll turn it on and see to myself over it because I know that it's annoying you. But you're just wasting your time. I don't care. Send it to the SFA. Send it to the. I get you and Graham Spears and some MSP, and you can send it to somebody. Stuart Reagan's doing nothing at the moment. Send it to that. Right, so uh, congratulations then to our winner, who is Scott Fulton. Uh, now some... What, is, what does he win? What did he Nothing, win? Nothing, it was just for fun. You don't That's win... crab. So... All right, if you get a prize... You're not getting Van der Acker to get a prize for him? Van der Acker gives out prizes every week. Hmm. What do you give out? Nothing. I'm backing your man up. So it's not worth winning the Wibbewick? No, it wasn't worth winning that one. <laughs> the, the, what a disappointment. It's a disappointment for all of us. <laughs> In fact, I'd go so far to say it sucked. Do you know what we should do? We should send them like a Daffy Duck. Picture or something. Get Van der Acker to get a Daffy Duck. Was that Ryman slang for something? Duck it with Ducky Dab. Right. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what are we going to do about our own star defender, Ricky Foster? Uh, you win a. Right. Can, can, <laughs> Wiki Foster. Right. Congratulations then uh, to to um, to Scott. Scott apparently wins a Daffy Duck picture, which yeah. frankly wasn't worth the entry. Shut up. Right. <laughs> um, going on now, uh, Gareth Bryan sent us in. Celtic have announced they will sign Ashley Young, Robbie Keenan, Darren Bent. The transfer window, Neil Lennon has said, this is a Celtic way, Young. Keenan Bent so I thought that was alright for an off the cup um, Billy McGinty to the actual football said three penalty kicks awarded to the Selic I wonder if there will be any moaning about conspiracies this weekend probably probably <laughs> should have been four <laughs> should have been four yeah Alexander James Somerville how come half of the Facebook users and there's well over a thousand now sound like a law firm because they're intelligent and educated that's a very good point that is a very good point whereas if you go along to well, there is no Celtic government. I don't think they have a podcast, do they? I don't think, don't think they've un- no. understood the technology. Probably. And um, we've also got the uh, the Royal House of Doginos. Oh, well, listen. Errol Doginos. Podcast legend. Right. Oh. Woof. Um, we are all Errol Doginos. Uh, Alexander James Somerville said, yet again, more... Pre- oh, yeah, I want James Somerville. It's Jimmy Somerville. Oh, fantastic. Could... Is that Mark's favourite singer of all time? Was it him with a pint or Almond? No, Almond, two ah, pints right. um, Two pints And if you want to know what, If you don't know what that is Ask us on the Facebook And we'll tell you um, Yet again more proof Of the non-existence Of the conspiracy Just poor refereeing In a country that affects Everyone and not just them And I know Chris As a Kilmarnock fan Would certainly um, suggest that Yes, X Factor Mania Did actually sweep through Scott's raging Scott's genuinely like the, the, the Facebook is not for For non-football related Scott doesn't see life As being about fun Scott is very much Presbyterian Calvinist Right so Dutch reform. Yes. Fact is not fun. Though, it's pish. Let's be honest. But even it. so, it's still like an, uh, an amusing comedy thing to discuss. But we are behind Wagner, and Brian Campbell has suggested a song for when Wagner inevitably triumphs. He moves to the left. He slides to the right. Our Wagner makes that C-word Rod Stewart sound shite. <laughs> I like it. Right, I like it, even if no one else does. So gratuitous, but amusing. You can get in touch with us. Um, if you want to email us You can email us at ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk That's ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk You can also get in touch with us on The Facebook The Facebook, which is heart and hand on the Facebook um, Fraser, you probably missed this Do you know they've made a movie about the Facebook just because of us? And it's got Justin Timberlake in it as Errol Doganos It does uh, It's got Matt Damon as David Edgar Matt Diamond, Matt Diamond. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I got that even if none of the rest of them you, you're on a you're on a thin bin for a couple of weeks Bells. you a thin bin enjoy a thin bin, a you, thin bin. you enjoy your last I'm five minutes I'm too fat for a thin bin <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's quite good golf yeah, club sure, yeah. um, and 
you can also follow us on Twitter, which is also IbroxRocks uh, at Twitter. Or Fraser Foster would probably say IbroxRocks at Twitter. Right, I think that's um, pretty much everything from the letters page, except I'm going to say to all our listeners slash readers slash viewers, I notice, Cameron Bell, you've got your phone. I do, I've got an iPhone 5. Um, what do you need for that phone? I'll, I'll warrant to make it more it, you. It's a great phone, brilliant, but the problem is though that I don't have anything decent that I can use for the phone to tell me that someone is trying to contact me. Maybe some form of tune. That would be really handy. But you would want a tune that marks you out from the crowd, am I right? Happy-go-lucky. Yeah, you don't want Distinguished. to be, You don't want to be one of these twats that have got kings of sodding Leon. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know? With my, down with the kids, hip-hop happening. Yeah. Yeah, Lady Gaga or something like you. Yeah. If you wanted to, to assert your individuality by doing something that shows that you do something that thousands of other people do, mm. what you could do is you could go to iTunes uh-huh, because yeah. you have an iPhone, yep. as a lot of our listeners will, will uh-huh. have, yep. on the grounds that you know they're successful Presbyterian men with jobs. Mm-hmm. And you could download the Heart and Hand theme tune. There's a Heart and Hand theme tune? There's a Heart and Hand theme tune. You're kidding me on, seriously. And it's downloadable. That which, is fantastic. It can be used as a ringtone or just listen to. It it's, can be used as a ringtone and a message tone, yep. so you get twice the... Double bubble, double, twice the fun. Double bubble, double dip, pleasure. Right. right, and on your, your your iPhone you can get that. And all you need to do is, is go is to that, iTunes. That, type was, that was almost another one of Scott's magazines there, wasn't it? All you need, yes. All you need to do is go in, type in Heart and Hand theme tune by CJ Osborne, and up it'll pop. Download it, 79p. Bob's 79p, is that all it is? You're kidding me on. I know. I did say to Chris to make it 99p, and he said no. Well, when you consider the amount of people you've written off for your book, 79p is an absolute saving and a half. Do you know, see, when the book company told me it was 12.99, even I said, are you sure? (laughs) I still think it's a bargain, though, because... Yeah, we might might have a recession coming up or something that people can't afford this, but uh, 79 pence for a ringtone. Bargain, in it? Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to do that, uh, and in case you think we're all getting richer off the profits on it, well, not all the money has been used to buy better equipment, so the podcast sounds slightly less like we're recording it through nylon. Um, that that is the kind of dream. Although we still will wear we nylon, still, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, that, that's for the after show party. That's for the whole green room event. I am going to wrap this up uh, and encourage you to to buy the Heart and Hand theme tune because it is a, a very good way of uh, subtly winding up people in your work. Uh, but I'm going to thank my guests. First of all, I'm going to thank the Man Mountain, the Man, the Myth, Mark. <laughs> thank you. It's been great having you here. Uh, much as it pains me to do so, Cameron Bell. It's always a pleasure. Peace out. Word. And pod favourite Fraser Martin, just your very presence in here tonight is elevated. Do you know what this is like? Have you seen that episode of Faulty Towers? Where Basil's got an upper class person coming in. Lord just Melbury. Feels, yeah, you're the Lord Melbury of this. He turns out to be a scam merchant. Well, again, I think there might be an element of truth in this. These hutchy grammar backgrounds, you know <laughs> what I mean? They always end up selling something, but. A grammarian, I. But, uh, such vulgarity, such vulgarity. Uh, My name's David Edgar I've been your host All that remains to do Is to thank our producer Chris Osborne Our executive producers in London Mr Paul Myers And Mr Mike Lee uh, To say to Celtic Could you please just shut up And give peace And to say everybody Enjoy the two games this week We'll speak to you next week Bye This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at ibroxrocks.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners Sports Revolution on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. 
we had Inverness Cal, we had Valencia, and then we had first half. We had Inverness Cal? Oh, you are street. Oh, man, who is that like? Like, word. I-Cal. I, I know I call him K-Laf, but you can't get away with it. Like, I-Cal. I-Cal. I-Cal T. We've got I-Cal, and this week we've got H-Ibs, and then at the weekend we've, we've got, got Arbrodeen. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, Fraser. I'm, I'm calling a halt to that at this point. Sports Social Podcast Network.